Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Well, welcome back, everybody. Oh my goodness, I don't even want to think about how long it's been. Hey, this is That's How I Roll. I'm your host, Jeremiah Isley, and uh, this is episode 23 of That's How I Roll. Um, It is May 16th, 2016. I know, guys, it's been a few weeks, and I apologize. We're going to get to what's been going on and why it's been so long that I've... Uh, published an episode very soon, Uh, but first I kind of wanted to give you our roadmap for today. Like I said, today is May 16, 2016, and this is episode 23 of That's How I Roll. Thanks for joining us today. So here's today's roadmap. We are going to check out what's good in the neighborhood, and during that segment, I will tell you what I've been up to these past weeks, and where I've been, and all of that. We're also going to stop by the corner of Topic, or, (laughs) it's been so long. We are going to stop by the corner of Thought and Conversation, And we'll also, maybe if I have time, we're going to do a drive-by review, actually a drive-by preview of World Championship Russian Roulette, as well as a quick swing by the feedback loop. But let's get started here. Let's find out what's good in the neighborhood. And uh, there's been good and there's been bad in the neighborhood. Um, First of all... The drought, the stall out, I guess you could say, started a few weeks ago when my wife and I decided it's time to move. We have been working feverishly on our house and trying to pack things up and clean things up and declutter our lives and do some small home repairs, that sort of thing, in order to sell our house and move to another city. Um, We're not moving far. We are hoping to stay in the Akron area, but it's time for us to to kind of move on. So that has enveloped our entire life. We, um, We actually had a house that we really liked and that was on the market and actually put an offer in on it during this whole process. So we were working towards the goal of moving to that house. And unfortunately, we just recently found out that that house was sold to another buyer and is no longer on the market, and that really kind of stinks. And Well, it stinks a lot, but we're very, very far along in the process of getting our house on the market, so we're continuing to work on that, and it's kind of been a good kick in the pants for us to just kind of get things started and rolling, and we're, we're getting over the loss of... Uh, that house that we really liked. Um, in the middle of all of that, I got sick and podcasting just wasn't an option. And I don't know if you can tell, but my voice is still not a hundred percent there. 
<laughs> and I, I cough from time to time. Um, I had this nasty, wicked, like, head cold that I thought was, uh, I'm just kicking up dust in the house because we're cleaning up and all that stuff. And it just kind of turned into this really gross head cold. And it has since taken residence in my chest. My lungs make weird noises in the morning when I wake up and all that kind of stuff. So I'm getting my way through it, but it's just not been fun. And talking without somebody else talking has just been not a pleasant thought. So that has hindered my podcasting ability. And on top of that, I've been deep in the throes of doing a show, a live show here in uh, in the Akron area. I've been doing, uh, I did sound design and I've been operating the soundboard for a show at Magical Theater Company. We've been producing um, The Lyle, The Crocodile and performing that. We're in the middle of like a 25, 26, 27 show run. I don't even know how many it is. It's a lot. Um, so that's been also taking up a lot of my time during the days because we do school matinees and we have uh, students come in during the school day. So as soon as I drop my boys off at school, I'm running and it's it's crazy. So today it's Monday, it's the theater weekend, and I thought, all right, I'm feeling better. Things are kind of slowing down a bit. We're in our last week of the show. I'm going to go ahead and kick out a, a, another episode and say, hey everybody, I've missed you. I'm also trying a new recording technique today, um, so hopefully it sounds better, and I guess that'll remain to be seen, and I'll know that by the time I actually publish it. Welcome to the corner of thought and conversation. Which way will you turn? Why not hang a right and join in on the conversation by tweeting at Theology of Games or sending an email to theologyofgames at gmail.com. Today's topic for conversation, and please sound off. This is, uh, this is a good one. I think we'll have some good conversation around this. Uh, we, as, as I've been sort of going through my house and packing things up and cleaning things up and decluttering, uh, we're getting ready to stage our house, which means, Hey, we're going to let people come through our home. We're going to let them look at everything. We're not even going to be around. And, uh, that means I'm going to have to like tidy up the game room and I'm probably going to put a large portion of my games into storage just to kind of make that room look nice and sleek and, and slick and roomier than it looks right now because there's so many games in there. So I've had to think, what are the essential games that I want to have out and not stored away and harder to get to? And so I, that's, the, that's the question today. That's the topic. Let's talk about the essential titles that are in our collections. Now there are some some gaming websites out there that are getting their sticker put on on games because it's a rant that website's essential lineup. That's not what, what I'm going for here. Although, hey, I'd be glad to sponsor you if you think if you want me to put my sticker on your game. But um, 
But what are the essential games? What games can I not pack away because I have to play them? And I kind of came up with, I guess, five, maybe six different categories, and I have one game in each of them. I probably have more because, you know, I just do. But here's here's my list of, of categories I came up with. I came up with uh, Eurogame. I came up with a co-op game. <clears throat> card or casual game, uh, dice games, and party games. So here's my list in those categories. I came up with one each. There's, there, I'm sure there's more if I had more time to sit down and think about it, which I will have to very soon. But uh, my dice game is, well, I do have two games for this, and it's a, a very close tie, is Tiny Epic Galaxies and King of New York. Either one of those, if you have those, you will be able to scratch your dice rolling itch very well with either one of those games. They're very essential to anybody who likes dice rollers. I highly recommend you get a hold of them. Next up in the Euro uh, category, my top is Keyflower, with a very close second being Orleans. I really fell in love with Orleans recently. It's a great game. Not a typical Euro, but still just a solid, solid game. And Keyflower is great. It is simply amazing. Um, a card or a casual game that I would recommend as an essential is, uh, is any of the Flux games. This is going to be controversial. I know that. There are a lot of people that just hate on Flux, and I'm sorry about that. But I enjoy Flux, and there's so many cool different themes, different uh, you know flavors, if you will, of Flux, that there's bound to be something that will speak to you, whether it's the Monty Python Flux, or the new Firefly Flux. Uh, flux is fun, and it gets around in the thematic sense. Uh, that leaves co-op and, and party game. Co-op is definitely the Lord of the Rings game. Uh, the card game from Fantasy Flight. It is, it's one of my favorite games of all time. So that's a no-brainer. I know people are going to say, Oh, Pandemic Legacy, Pandemic Legacy. I don't own a copy of Pandemic Legacy. Or that would probably be my second game. But Lord of the Rings is by far my favorite co-op game. And, and one of my favorite games of all time. And lastly, that brings us to party games, and I'll give my usual disclaimer of, hey, I hang out with Alan Girding of Tuesday Night Games, but Two, two Rooms in a Boom is by far my favorite party game. It is great. It's a lot of fun. It's super casual, but it's, it's really awesome, and I think anybody who knows anything about it would agree with me that it, it's an essential game for your partying needs. Whoa! Hey everyone, look! It's time for another drive-by review. Okay, I'm going to attempt this very quickly and we're going to do a drive-by review of World Championship Russian Roulette. So this is actually a drive-by preview of the game because it is hitting Kickstarter um, a week from tomorrow from the time that I'm recording this. It's May 24th. I don't know anything beyond that other than they had the Board With Life crew do their Kickstarter video 
and I don't even know the price point at this point. Um, but World Championship Russian Roulette is a very casual uh, bluffing game <clears throat> in which you have reached the World Championship. Unfortunately, it's the World Championship in Russian Roulette. It is um, it's a game of bluffing in that what you'll do is you have a team of players, you have which are kind of like your life points, is are your players that are on the table, and you have a gun deck. You have a deck of seven cards, okay? Six of them are misses, one of them is a bullet. And what you're going to do is you're going to decide whether you're going to bluff and put your bullet under your, uh, your player aid card, or put a blank under there, leaving the bullet in your gun. But people can challenge you and say, hey, I think you're cheating, and... Um, so if you get caught with that bullet, there's a there's a penalty. You lose a guy. The judge comes over and, and pops a guy in the head. Also, um, you bid on how many times you're going to pull the trigger. So if you want to pull it one time or no times, uh, you get points for every time you successfully pull the trigger and make it through a round pulling the trigger without blowing your brains out. That's the bad thing is if you blow your brains out, you don't get any points that round and you lose another guy on your team. You want to be either the last guy standing or the first one to, I believe it's 15 points. And you keep going in these rounds where you're bidding on how many you're going to pull, whether you're, you've got your, your bullet in your gun or not. There's action cards that let you shoot the gun into the air or shoot someone else or everybody gets to shoot in the air. All these kind of cool things that really affect the game and kind of even it out. Like, so if you're if you're behind, it's kind of there's some catch-up mechanisms with some of that stuff where you're able to um, you know not shoot at yourself and maybe survive that round. But there's ways like if you get caught bluffing, you get an extra bullet thrown into your deck and things like that. So there's all that it's very highly player interactive. There's also no downtime because everybody kind of plays simultaneously through these rounds with all these different phases. Um, I'm going to be doing a written review of this on Theology of Games hopefully this week before the Kickstarter hits, but I just wanted to give you my thoughts on it. And again, I'll give you the disclaimer because this is a game being published by Tuesday Night Games. I'm actually going to be in the rulebook as a playtester. I saw this game from sort of its beginning phases, and then I, I played it with uh, Alan and, and the Tuesday Night Gang um, a lot of times, and saw it develop, gave some feedback, gave some input. So I'm definitely uh, skewed on my view of this, I guess you could say, but objectively I would say it's really fun. It is a good game, and I'm actually... I'm proud to have my name as one of the playtesters on it because it is that good. Um, like I said, I, I like games like this because when there's no downtime, there's no um, no turn order, everything's happening, it's very interactive, it really hits all those sweet spots for me and I really, really enjoy it because of that. Um, I think some people may have an issue with the, the whole concept of this Russian roulette and people are shooting each other or shooting themselves 
and know that Tuesday Night Games, they're supporting charities that help with suicide prevention and recovery and, and counseling and that kind of thing. They're totally not against that. It's a game. It's goofy. It's fun. So <clears throat> whenever I've played it, I've never felt like, man, this is tempting me towards suicide. And I understand that there might be people that have dealt with that in their lives and maybe that's not a cool thing to, to kind of play with. So if that's if that's you, by all means, pass on this game. There are other games out there that you'll enjoy and, and there's no issue with. Um, by all means, pass on the game, but if if you're just, if you're into having fun and you, that's not gonna impact you in any way, I highly recommend the game. It's a lot of fun. It plays, I believe, up to six players. It's two to six players, and it's it's a blast. And I'm not saying that as a pun, but it's a it's a really good time. It's time for the feedback loop. Get in on the conversation by tweeting the show at Theology of Games or emailing theologyofgames at gmail.com. Okay, just super quick on the feedback loop. Um, Social Sub tweeted just a day or so ago and said, I'm super late on this, but a great two-player game that plays well with two players, maybe not necessarily two-player, is he plays Castles of Burgundy, um, which I can't say I've ever played with two players, but I guess I could see that. I could see that working. Uh, Maybe I did play that with two players. I don't know. Anyway... Castles of Burgundy is a good one to check out. I've been driving super slow and talking very fast, and I'm on my street and pulling in my driveway, which may not be my street and my driveway for much longer anymore. Who knows? Anyway, this has been episode 23. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Sorry about the long absence. I promise you it's going to get better soon. I hope. Anyway... Thanks so much for coming along. This is Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and drive safe. Tune in next time when Jeremiah will say, Oh, I think I might die.